This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. The Chicago Teachers Union has signed off on a plan to resume classes this week after a four-day standoff with the school district and Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. The nation's third-largest school district will resume in-person classes after the union won pledges of enhanced safety measures as the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus rages through the city. The high-stakes standoff began last week as schools were set to reopen after the winter break. But the teachers' union voted to return to remote schooling in light of surging COVID cases. In response, the school district simply cancelled classes, leading the union to dub the move hashtag Lori Lockout. My guest is Lisa Featherstone, columnist for Jacobin, where she authored a new piece called Children Belong in School. That's why we support the Chicago Teachers Union. She's also a freelance journalist and the author of Selling Women Short, the landmark battle for workers' rights at Walmart. And she's a contributing writer to The Nation magazine. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be with you, Sonali. So first, let's talk about how it is as apparent for you to hear about the story about the teachers union themselves voting for remote schooling. I'm a parent and I know how terrible remote schooling was for my kids. How did you respond when you just heard this idea of and it's not just Chicago. Of course, there are school districts around the country where this is happening because of this new wave of the of the Omicron variant. Kids are in many cases, going back to remote schooling? Yeah. Well, um, I should say, I mean, I live in New York City and we have school in person right now, so we're very lucky. Um, and whenever I hear about um, about um, any school district going remote for any length of time, I feel very um, upset for those um, children and those parents because it was, it was horrible for us um, as well. Um, and um, um, but the Chicago situation was a bit different um, because um, the um, the remote learning was not a policy by the district, but um, a quick action taken, um, a job action taken um, by the teachers union um, as a um, um, as a tactic, kind of like a strike. Of course, it ended up being even more like a strike because um, the mayor locked them out um, and then they were unable to educate the children at all. Um, but um, but it, it was not a, um, a demand by the teachers. The teachers were not demanding to go remote. They were demanding that in-person school be safe and the remote learning was merely um, a tactic in that direction. The things that they were demanding, um, that, they were, uh, that there would be um, imp um, improved testing, um, that there would be um, um, greater attention to vaccinating the unvaccinated, um, and, um, and that there would be adequate staffing levels are exactly what the public health authorities recommend um, all over the world from the CDC to the World Health Organization. Um, so um, it's really, um, it's really in this situation, as, as in many other places, it's really, um, we should, you know, if we're upset to, um, to hear about children um, learning remotely, we should um, blame the mayor um, of the city of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, 
um, rather than the Chicago Teachers Union. And in fact, let's take a look at what it was that uh, Mayor Lightfoot said. This is, you know, it, 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 we did not hear from the mayor the way in which you cast and of course the union cast its own position. Instead, the mayor, uh, I'll just quote a tweet, uh, said to the Chicago Teachers Union, you're not listening. The best, safest place for kids is to be in school. Students need to be back in person as soon as possible. That's what parents want. That's what the science supports. We will not relent. I mean, if you just take a look at this tweet, it sounds like Mayor Lightfoot is the sane one basing her position on science and the teachers are the ones that want to thrust our children into this unhealthy environment of remote schooling. But uh, she did not, she failed to mention the fact that there were serious safety issues, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the staffing issues are big. I mean, you know, it's, it's comparable to when you see um, nurses go on strike um, uh, often in the last couple of years to demand um, um, improved nurse to patient ratios because when a nurse has too many patients um, in their care, they, they can't um, adequately care for them all. You know, so it ends up being in the public interest to um, improve the um, nurse patient ratio uh, as, as well as um, improving it, it also improves the nurses' working conditions. The teacher situation is, is similar, especially under COVID. Like if um, if if too many teachers are calling out um, sick with COVID, um, as they need to do in order to keep um, themselves and other people safe, um, they uh, are going to they need um, they need improved. Um, they need more substitutes. They need more. Um, they need more teachers in there. So, um, you know, those are perfectly, um, those are perfectly reasonable um, conditions to ask for. And um, and they were, you know, I honestly do get mad um, when I hear um, in in the in the few instances where I hear teachers unions emphasizing um, remote learning as the safest option. Um, or demanding remote um, learning as um, like as as a goal, you know, as a, of 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 what they're asking for. Um, I, I don't think that that's very common, um, but um, but I do I, I I do think that that's um, really not in the public interest. But in this in in this case, the Chicago teachers were really arguing. Um, this is what we need to do in-person learning safely. Um, and as you can see, they are already back on the job. It was a very short um, action. And it's amazing what they won benefits society. They won increased yeah. testing exactly. of students. They won increased resources toward contact tracing. The school district and the mayor should have been doing that. Been, exactly. And it turns out that the teachers were the ones who pushed for these safety standards that helped both students and parents and of course help teachers as well and help schools re reopen in the longer term right because if you exactly. just reopen those anyway without these exactly. measures uh, you know i mean and so exactly that's um and and you know in return you know they are 
they were, you know, vilified by much of the mainstream press, you know, for getting in the way of children's education. And, you know, that's simply absurd. It was the mayor that was getting in the way of in-person learning by not providing these things in the first place. Um, and the, um, and, and I think that that's, that's really what we need to keep in mind is that um, in many cases, um, it's, uh, you know, it's an austerity mentality so uh, let's also talk about how it was that uh, the teachers did win over some support because we, we are living at a time, right, that the unions are popular. We're seeing a sort of heyday for unions where Americans as a whole are realizing that we need unions because our workplaces have just been too oppressive. Uh, mm -hmm. This lockout that uh, the teachers dubbed the lorry lockout and went on these car caravans, they brought the city to a standstill. It seemed a, a very effective way for the teachers union to push back. There's also a teacher's shortage, not just in Chicago, but around the country, mm -hmm. which gives teachers added leverage. And the union seems to have recognized yeah. that. Are you heartened that teachers and other workers are really realizing the power that they have now? Mm -hmm. Definitely, um, definitely, and in in the case of teachers, as you know, um, that kind of um, that kind of power should work in the public interest as they fight for better um, conditions um, for in in our, in our public schools, um, and um, and yeah, in general, I think that um, I, I think that you're right. You know, we're seeing a, a lot of high profile. Well, the num actual numbers on union um, unions and um, even strikes um, really haven't um, shifted um, that much um, in the um, in, in in the last couple of years um, we're certainly seeing a lot of very um, high profile worker actions um, and strikes and and that's great because that has um, that has a ripple effect where other people see that they can that, that they can do it you know for instance we're seeing um, Starbucks workers um, joining unions um, there's um, several several Starbucks workers in, um, in shops in upstate New York just unionized and right. have also been taking some actions um, against their unsafe working conditions and you know that kind of thing yes it's sure it's just a few Starbucks shops but um, but as with the Chicago Teachers Union um, the um, those kinds of actions inspire other workers to say well we could do that too and um, and that's a that's only positive for all working people um, when um, when when workers set that kind of example Lisa, one of the things you wrote about in your article in Jacobin was how the the lorry lockout, as the union was calling it, but how the school closure, temporary closure in Chicago was viewed in the mainstream media and the conservative media, as well as, you know, on social media. And I'm wondering if you can go through some of these reactions, because those who are parents and those who aren't parents tend to have a lot of judgments during this pandemic about what remote schooling means, what mm -hmm. it means to keep children home versus have them at school, what role teachers play. And, you know, it's as a fellow parent, I too follow some of these debates. And, and mm -hmm. I, I think agree with you that while I love my children, I am not qualified to be their teacher and certainly do not want them um, homeschooled or remote schooled where I have to oversee them for the near future at all. Definitely. So um, I think that um, 
you know, we saw in reaction to the Chicago teachers um, action, um, a lot of, um, you know, um, a, a lot of a lot of anti-union um, attacks. Um, obviously, um, the Wall Street Journal editorial page, um, um, you know, trotted out the typical conservative line, and um, and many, um, you know, of liberal Democrats deliberately misframed this. A lot of supporters of the left wing of the teachers union in New York City um, are, um, you know, will blame the uh, blame the parents um, and say, "Oh, these are just privileged Karens who don't want their children around." Like it's appalling, you know. And um, and I, I think that there's a real um, lack of empathy for how much school means in parents and kids' lives, how important that consistency of physically going to in-person school is. And not to mention, I mean, in New York City, like one in 10 um, children in the public school system are homeless. Remote learning does them no good at all. Not only can they not necessarily get a Wi-Fi connection, but school, is a physical place for them to go every day and have a community and be safe and um, get food, even do their laundry. Many schools have laundry machines because so many children are homeless. Even though public schooling and public institutions should really be front and center of what the left is all about, because public schools um, are the most socialized aspect of American public life. This is the closest we get to socialism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody is allowed to have a, a K through 12 education. The services provided are so much more than the than just the content of your classes. Whole in-person community and um, and you know you know people who provide care and music and art and sports, you know, and just a really wide range of, um, of services, all of which need to be in person. When I see the left sort of just denigrating that and just saying, well, why can't it be remote? And, you know, what's wrong with these privileged people demanding this? I, I, and it turns I, out that in the case of sure. the Chicago Teachers Union, the union and parents were really on the same side in spite of the way in which it was cast. And thanks to the Teachers Union, Chicago kids and their families are likely going to be safer. Exactly. And, and get an education in person. So exactly, and I think that um, that what's so key there is, you know, whereas like wh when you go on the internet, um, you 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 see people um, arguing about remote schooling versus in person schooling, but that's not actually what the fight was in Chicago. Right. The Chicago teachers um, were very clear the whole time that what they were fighting for was a safe return to in-person schooling. Um, and that's, and of course, parents would want to support that. And yeah. many working class parents were, um, were very um, concerned about the safety of the conditions in the schools. And also the teachers, because the Chicago teachers um, have a strong union and have succeeded in winning such demands in the public interest before, they have a lot of goodwill where the where of course the parents and the public are going to support them yeah lisa i want to thank you so much for joining us today we'll post a link to your article in jacobin from our website good luck to you thank you so much
My guest has been Lisa Featherstone, a columnist for Jacobin, where she authored a new piece called Children Belong in School. That's why we support the Chicago Teachers Union. She's also a freelance journalist and the author of Selling Women Short, the landmark battle for workers' rights at Walmart. She's also a contributing writer to The Nation magazine. And we've been talking about the Chicago Teachers Union fighting for kids' safety and winning. I'm Sonali Kohatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com, by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.